Welcome to Hey Girl. I'm your host, Bill Janice. Join me every week where I sit down with one of my amazing and talented friends who are experts in their field, and we have a little chat. Welcome, everybody. How are you? <laughs> hey, girl. Okay, so <laughs> my name is Bill Janice, and I am so thrilled to be here today, and I'm really excited and happy to have all of you here. Um, really thrilled and excited to be a uh, part of this, that uh, wonderful p- pride panel that Breakthrough Beverage has organized and um, uh, made possible today. Uh, right now, I just want to take a moment to introduce the rest of the panel. Uh, directly to my left here, I have Nick Polyadorov, who is the Emerging Brands Market Manager for Brown Foreman Spirits. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey, girl, hey. We go way back, girl. Yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, I can see your Jordan over there. <laughs> and then next to him, we have the fabulous uh, Zula. Hey, girl. Hey, yeah. girl. <laughs> Fabulous drag performer. Gorgeous Zula. Yes. And then uh, last but certainly not least, we have from the NGRA, Stuart Black. Hey, br- yeah, Black. Sorry, Stuart Black. Hey, girl. Hey, girl and howdy. Aw. <laughs> hey. How you doing? I'm good. You I'm good? good? How are you? Can you come a little closer? Yeah, I'm good. Awesome. I'm good. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, listen, this is, this is a really important day. As a lot of you know, I, I don't want to start off on too somber of a note, but this is a significant day and a historic day, um, uh, especially with the Supreme Court ruling that came down today. Um, but we still have a lot of really positive things to talk about as well, and we're going to get into it. Mainly, I want to start by talking about Breakthrough's uh, mission and what they're doing here. So I want to read this mission here, and it says, this is our way of being. Not a set of initiatives. We aspire to be an ind- industry leader in prior- prioritizing a culture of diversity equality, and inclusion. We are true champions of change and inspired to be the industry leader in cultivating diverse talent that represents the customers, communities we serve, and create opportunities for our people to advance their careers in a meaningful way. Through our shared commitment to providing a greater sense of community and driving real change towards a more inclusive workplace, each associate is empowered to help shape the future of our organization. I think that deserves a round of applause. (laughs) I love it. So Breakthrough has obviously taken, gone to great lengths to, to be inclusive and uh, make sure that everyone's voice is heard, everyone's unique voice is heard and welcomed, um, especially during Pride Month, which is so important. Uh, I also want to just also recognize um, Tom Benet, the CEO of Breakthrough Beverage, um, and just tell you a little bit about their efforts uh, with the Affinity Group. Uh, It says, a little more than a year ago, we announced the formation of our first ever associate resource groups with the goal of creating dynamic communities of BBG associates based on shared backgrounds, experiences, and interests. Our three ARGs are VIBE, which stands for Voices Invested in Black Equality and Empowerment, Women Who Breakthrough, which I love that name, by the way, Um, (laughs) and um, OLA, which stands for Hispanic Origin and Latin American Network. Yes, girl. See, girl. Bueno, bueno. <laughs> the newest to be on TLGBTQ plus affinity group. Okay, girl. Woo! Come on, girl. 
If you've got, if you've got a fan, clack it. Let's oh, go. Yeah. Come on. All right. <laughs> I love it. Uh, it's a, all to build an inclusive culture, connect our people to internal and external community networks, to promote development opportunities, and to provide awareness and advocacy education. So with all of that, let's get this conversation started. <laughs> so first of all, happy Pride, girls. Happy, happy Pride. Pride. Yes. Thanks, girl. So listen, I, I, I mean, I just kind of, I'm curious. I'm going to start with you, Nick. Yeah. Can you, do you want to, uh, you know... Now, I don't want to get too personal right off the bat, but do you want mind sharing a little bit of your coming out story or how, like, you know, how old were you when you came out and what kind yeah. of challenges you faced initially? No, absolutely. That's a great question. So um, I will honestly say I was very fortunate and not a lot of not everyone is as fortunate as I was to have the family that I did. So when I did come out, I was very young. I was 17 um, and I was very blessed and fortunate for my mom and dad who were super supportive of me from the get go. So I'll, I'll, I have so many friends in the community. Um, that didn't that weren't so fortunate. So honestly, I was really blessed, yeah. and and um, I came out my freshman year of college. Okay, great. And my friend group was, was very supportive as well. However, yeah. it was still really scary. Oh, I'm sure. Um, and, it, and you went to college. Remind me where? Uh, the University of Central Florida. Okay, great. In Orlando. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, I would like I said, I, much more fortunate than others, but yeah. still, just the fact that you have to that you're afraid and it's a big leap just to be who you are in the first place. I think that's what is it, slowly it is changing. I do see positive steps you know, in the right direction to where it doesn't have to be a momentous occasion of just declaring who you are, mm -hmm. you know? Like, yeah. I think the, the big thing is just being able to live your life as who you are without fear of persecution or, mm -hmm. um, or being judged. And um, it has gotten, I think, so much better from when I came out because I am, I am a little older now. Um, <laughs> girl, we're the same age. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, ooh, sorry. <laughs> oh, I don't care. I'm 40. Sorry, girl. Actually, sorry, I'm girl. a little older than him. So. Uh, yeah, so 20-ish so years ago, a little longer than 20 years ago, um, things have gotten so much better now, and I'm really happy for our, our, our next generation of youth coming out mm -hmm. um, where it isn't such a big, monumentous, potentially devastating situation, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, it's getting better. It's getting better, yeah. for sure. We still have a lot of work to do, of course, which we're we, going to talk about. We definitely do, yes. So, Azula, do you mind telling me a little bit about your coming out story and your journey? Of course. So, I came out when I was 17, um, literally on New Year's Eve. I was wanting to be really dramatic, you know me, drag queen. So, <laughs> I wrote a message to my parents, and I gave it to them when they were not home so that I didn't have to deal with it. And it was just basically saying, I'm gay, and I don't really know what else to say other than this is me. And it was really scary, but honestly, nothing bad came from it. It was, a, oh, good. I was blessed to have a good family that accepted me and they come out and support me in drag now. Yeah. Okay, girl. And how long have you been um, doing drag? Less than a year. Yes, girl. Yes, I'm still a baby. Okay. All right. Yes, absolutely. I also should mention to our listeners around the world, we are coming to you today from Charlie's Las Vegas, one of the best gay bars in Las Vegas. <laughs> Oh, that deserves a round of applause. And you performed here last night, Azula, correct? <laughs> yes, I did. I was Come here on, last girl. night for open stage. Yes. What fun. number did you perform? Ooh, okay. So I did this Ooh. old song called <laughs> Superhero by Cher Lloyd. Okay. And I just wanted to come out and just be a fool and act like a superhero and take off my clothes. So it was I fun. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Is your family in the audience here today? Um, yeah, my, my mom and my sister are both right there. Yes, girl. Oh, nice. I love, love it. Yeah, and they're both straight. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> we won't hold that against as them. far as we know. <laughs> okay. Yes. Stuart, Stuart, talk to me. Um, so I was fortunate to have uh, uh, a gay uncle on my dad's side and on my mom's side, so it made it a little easier, mm. right? I wasn't the first in the family, but I chickened out. I um, when I told my mom, I told her like when I was leaving for like I had gone back to visit and I was about to drive back to Florida, and so I told her like on the way out, and she was so funny in the way that she responded because. I was so nervous and I don't know why it's like my mom, right? Like she's going to love me no matter what. And she's like, something's been bothering you. What's wrong? And then of course, you know, you start crying. And I told her, I was like, mom, I'm gay. She's like, I know, but what are you upset about? <laughs> so, so I was fortunate there. My dad That's was a cute. little That's rougher. A good one. I yeah. like that. Okay. You win. My dad no, was a little rougher. I had to fly to Alaska to tell him. And oh, he man. he is a right-wing, Bible-thumping Republican. So I wasn't really sure how that was going to turn out. So I told him when I was there on a work trip because I had a rental car and I could leave. <laughs> um, but my dad was uh, hilarious about it, too. He goes, well... We always kind of knew, but when you took that girl with you to Paris, it sure threw us for a loop. <laughs> so I was very fortunate. I wish everybody kind of had that sort of embrace that that or a path ahead with mm-hmm. other family members to make it easier. But um, so I was very fortunate in that. Good, I love it. So all right, Pride Month, you guys. Azula, I'm going to go to you first. I, I'm I'm wondering, generally, you know, what what does Pride mean to you, and how do you typically like to celebrate Pride? So to me, pride means just living your true self, authentic self um, with no apologies, no explanations, just being you and doing what makes you happy. Um, Yeah, that sounds sounds like good times to me. (laughs) What about you, Nick? So um, for me, pride is a celebration. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it means so much more than that because there were generations from our past that mm. that didn't have it as easy as we do and yes. there wasn't a pride we had to fight for pride in fact the first pride stonewall was a riot yes so it really was you know there was there was raids going on at lgbtq clubs just because people were gay and congregating and, and police thought it was okay to go and break those up and harass people and, and hassle people so really those first pride parades were marches and they weren't pretty they weren't peaceful protests they were straight up right riots yeah and and you know thankfully to you know knock on wood we don't have to ever go back to that which i don't think we are um, but it's really a celebration, but also to, to re- reflect our past, where we came from. And, and like you said earlier, like with the Supreme Court ruling, you never know. Like, you know your history, you know, and know that sometimes you do have to stand up and fight for what's right and what you believe in. Um, but it is all about celebration as well. And not just that, but I personally think that everyone's welcome at Pride. Yeah. Straight, gay, questioning, allies, everyone's welcome. And that's my take on Pride. Everyone's welcome. Everyone come out and, and join the community and, and just celebrate with us. I love that. No, and I, I have to... Yes, that yeah. deserves a round of applause. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. So, you know, I, I have to completely agree. And, and I think that's something that's so important, you guys. We have to... We can't forget the, the initial struggles. I mean, yeah. we, we today, as we know, we are all standing on the shoulders of the people who came before us, right? And it's, it's very fragile. And I think we're, you know, the, the proof of that is some of the things that are happening today. And um, I think that the, the, one of the best ways that we can all remedy... Um, remedy that within ourselves, even, you know, we talk about, oh, I'm only one person, what can I do, right? Is, is to not forget and understand our history and make sure that we um, don't let history repeat itself. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, Stuart, what, tell me, how do, you, how do you celebrate Pride, girl? Well, I think uh, Pride's a time for you to be unapologetically yourself, no matter what you want. Okay. Gay rodeo is kind of an example of that, yes. right? Um, you don't think of a, a gay cowboy as a stereotypical cowboy, right? Um, or I mean, that somebody mind, who... Pro- I well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
We all been to I'm Magic Mike. Every combo I, I, I've dreamed of was gay, but <laughs> right. Um, I, ironically enough, right? And really, who would have thought? I know, I didn't, I, 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 girl. Yeah, I'm finally coming out today. Nice, <laughs> nice. Right, You've secretly I'm been sorry. a cowboy this whole time. I have secretly, yeah. Um, it, but I think more so with with uh, celebrating Pride for me is celebrating the relationships that you've made when you're your unapologetic self mm -hmm. and celebrating your family, right? The chosen family that kind of makes you you. Rodeo is a big family. Yeah. Yes. Tell us a little bit more since we're there. Yeah, go ahead. Stuart, tell us a little bit more about the, the Gay Rodeo. Yeah, so uh, Nevada Gay Rodeo Association is celebrating its 30th year here in the community. As girl. It still baffles me when we talk to people. They're like, there's a gay rodeo? <laughs> When did that happen? Uh, the very first gay rodeo was in 1976 in Reno, Nevada. Um, and in 1996, or 92, excuse me, um, a group of friends got together at Badlands here in Las Vegas and wanted to bring the sport of gay rodeo back to its home state where it started. Right? Oh, right on. Yeah. And so that's how Nevada Gay Rodeo Association started. Mm -hmm. Their mission is to operate exclusively for charitable works. And unlike some organizations where all volunteer ran and we start our year with zero and we end our year with zero, yeah. we give away all of the money that we raise. Last year, we gave out $15,000 despite having come out of a pandemic back to our beneficiaries. And so, you know, we're a small group, but we're a mighty group and we work within the community to help the community. I love that. Yeah. Bravo. Bravo. That's great. That's really, really great work that you guys do. And I, and I love the rodeo. <laughs> oh. So I'm curious, you guys, I want to kind of open this up to the panel. You know, we talk about the, gay, the LGBTQ plus community being the community of inclusion. Um, which, uh, yes, absolutely. I think, I don't think anybody is, is going to disagree with, with that goal or that effort, but I'm curious. Um, I, I'll start with you, Nick, you know, what, what do you think though, within the community, if we're just talking about, um, our, our brothers and sisters within the community yes. and in reference to potential, potentially feeling polarized or lonely within the community. I mean, yes, you can feel lonely anywhere, no matter if yeah. you're gay, straight, bi, uh, transgender, um, white, black, you know, whatever. But within our community, because we, we preach so much about how everybody's welcome, what is your take or, on, on the people that don't feel welcome? So are you referring to people in our community? Yes, yes. Or, so, I mean, that's a really valid point. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that there is cliques within the gay community. Absolutely, yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've experienced it firsthand um, prior in a past life, prior to me being on the supplier side, I was a bartender at a bunch of LGBTQ light clubs and bars in Orlando, Florida. That's how I really got my start in the industry was tending bar and gay clubs. So big difference from what I'm doing now. But I, I saw it firsthand and yeah. kind of being behind the bar, you get to see it all. happen. Yeah, you kind of get a full of like panoramic view. Of totally. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and and I mean, it, it is still prevalent, unfortunately. Um, like I said, I do think it's getting better. Okay. Along with, as society gets a little bit better with it, I think also within the community it does as well. But I mean, yeah, there's still, it's still clicky. It's, do it's you still... think, do you think that, how do I say this? Like in an, an effort to remedy that, I mean, yeah. do you think, do you think that people, when we're in our moment and we're in our little group of friends, sometimes that we unintentionally aren't as uh, noticing of maybe someone who's sitting over there alone? I mean, I personally always make it a fact to be nice to everybody when yeah. I'm out. No, so, you do. I, but, I'm not saying but, you don't. <laughs> but I've seen, I've seen yeah. other clicky people, even people I would consider acquaintances, not, mm -hmm. not necessarily friends, yeah. do it. And, and honestly, I mean, I'll say something. I'll say, you know, okay, be nice to that person. I'll, yeah. I'll put someone on their place personally. Well, and that's, I think that's part of, of inclusivity in general, not just in the gay community, but anywhere, 100%. is speaking up, is saying something. If you see something's wrong or someone's being ignorant, then speak up, say something. 
And that, that applies to any community, I, I, I yeah, think. I agree with that. Yeah. Azula, what, what is your take yeah. on that? Yeah. Um, so I have a very similar take. I would say it, speak up. If you yeah. see something, say something. Like I see a lot of internalized homophobia in the gay community yeah. or transphobia. Yep. Gays don't like lesbians. Lesbians don't like gays. I just feel like we're all one community and exactly. we should all just treat each other as such and speak up when we see something that's wrong because uh, yeah, I exactly. always see a lot of wrong. Well yes, said. Yeah. yeah. Good. Stuart, any, any thoughts there? Well, I think if, if you're in the LGBTQIA community and you're not feeling that you found your niche or you're mm -hmm. not welcome, I think uh, there's a lot of resources out there. And when I first moved here, I knew two people in the entire city, right? Yeah. Um, and it's a little intimidating to go to a bar or whatever, not knowing anyone. But I found my chosen family through volunteerism. Right. And and reaching out that way. And I think that's a really great way to meet people and try to discover like who you are and where your place is in this community by getting involved with the community. Mm -hmm. There are so many organizations you can be a part of and so many ways you can help. And I think if you find a niche to help others, I think that you'll make tons of new friends and you'll find yourself and just define yourself more by doing doing that and helping the community. Yeah, I you know, I agree with that. Totally agree with that because you do. You have to in order for you to even put you know, your best vibration out there, you have to be comfortable with who you're around in the best way, I think, or, or a really great way to find that or discover that is to try and put yourself in scenarios where you're with like-minded people who have the similar interests in, in similar things. That's like a really good way to start, a good place to start, I think. So I love that. Yeah. So beyond that, I'll start with you, Azula. Beyond that, what, what do you, um, this is a little bit of a broad question, but beyond that challenge that we just talked about, what are, are the other challenges within the community that you think we need to work on taking accountability honestly i feel okay. like uh, take accountability you can be in the wrong i've been in the wrong you've been in the wrong everybody is wrong sometimes know? nobody's no, per <laughs> girl ain't nobody perfect i just met you no. <laughs> nobody's perfect and i feel like once you accept that you can be wrong you can conquer that and then you can be better so you can be the example that you want to set so if you just start fixing yourself you end up fixing other people because they're going to see the change that you brought to yourself. It's contagious, um, you yes, yes. yes. Oh, I love that. Sicker than COVID. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. What about, what about you, Nick? I mean, same question. Do you think that, what is the, uh, for you, uh, a, a different challenge that we need to work on? I mean, what you, actually, what you said is perfect. You're right. I mean, I, I see that a lot and, and not just LGBT community, but just in general, just taking accountability and, and it's true. Like you don't always have to be right. It's mm -hmm. okay to swallow your pride. It's okay to apologize and to, to acknowledge that you, you don't know something. And that goes too with, with even like the gender pronouns. Like, like I'm a part of the LGBTQ plus community, but honestly, I saw the sheet in here. And I realized I don't know the acronym still. So here's another thing for those of you that are allies and may not know. It's okay to go up to someone and, and, and politely ask what's, what's the proper way, you know, how would you like to be addressed or how do you, so, because it's perfectly fine it, it, to ask. That's a, that's a really great point. I like that. It's more yeah, that's, exactly. no, yeah, totally. That's a really great point. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm glad. Yes. Good. So I, I'm a gay man, and I still don't know all the all the pronouns and the right things sometimes. And I've learned, you know, just from working at gay bars and nightclubs, just it's like she said, it's more respectful just to ask. You know, what are your pronouns, or like, what is the right thing to say? Because that is respectful, and it shows that you're you're making an effort to learn. And that to me means means the world. You know. I love it. So, well said. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I love it. Stuart, what are your thoughts? 
I think within the community, the biggest thing that uh, I've seen and experienced is don't make somebody else's drama yours. Oh, preach, girl. Right? Come on, girl. Because <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that I hate the most is when someone tells me who I have to hate. Oh. Right? Oh, They're like, oh, you don't want to talk wait, to her. Can She's I, can done I, can this. Can we say it again for the people in the back one more time? <laughs> So, I like, I, I just, today. I don't want to be involved with that. If someone's going to wrong me, let them wrong me. Don't tell me yeah. that I need to hate this person or that I don't need to be part of this community or that organization. Yeah. Because it's my community, yeah. right? Let me discover it on my In own. In my life. So don't make someone else's drama yours. That's Bravo. Yeah. I, like I love That's that. Good. Okay, yeah. yeah, we can step. If you got, if you got them, <laughs> clap them. Let's go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so let's talk about let's talk about the Supreme Court here. Oh. So I know, oh, I know, Ooh. right? I might need to this is this. you know right. again. This is this is a historic day, and this is potentially uh, something pr- triggering for a lot of us um, and potentially emotional. But let's talk about it. You know, um, a- as we know, today a decision came down officially came down from the Supreme Court to overturn the Roe v- Ro versus Wade, which um, protects uh, abortion rights um, federally. And also, in addition to that, there was a, an opinion written um, that openly said that they're basically, the conservative party is basically coming for us next, um, for um, gay, gay marriage and marriage equality. Um, and uh, I don't want to talk too much about this first, because I want to just get your guys' un- uh, your opinion first. Um, Nick, I'll start with you. Can you tell me what your, your, your feelings today with all of this, all of this today? So... Pure emotion, emotions. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, it's. I was scared to begin with, you know, on my because of personal beliefs, um, and it just makes me that much more nervous for what's to come in the future because it's it's a slippery slope. Um, once the precedent, am I? Oh yeah, it's a slippery slope. You know, once yeah. once that precedent is especially reversed, he's opened the door. It, now. It's so rare for a precedent to actually be reversed. Once it's said, it's usually said, especially yeah. when it's set in 1974. Yeah, 50 I mean, years. Yeah, yeah. like the fact that it's even being reversed now is 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 unprecedented in a way. Mm-hmm. So what else could happen? So that's scary to me. Um, yeah. yeah, I get that, and I, I think we all kind of echo that sentiment. Yep. Um, I think I get I get a little frustrated because I don't okay, look. I had to take a breath. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know when we talk about. Um, just to broaden this up a little bit, you know, first of all, we all need to vote. Yes. Please get out there. Yes, we all, that, that deserves it, Ron. <laughs> Please get out there and vote. Yeah. But, um, yes, girl. Um, listen, you know, we, this is a frustrating time, but in order to make your voices heard, as cliche as that sounds, because I know that's the logo for voting, <laughs> or the, 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 what's the word? A slogan for, vote, yeah, for voting. Yeah. Um, but it's so true. And, do your research. Make sure you're voting for a candidate that um, that you identify with the same beliefs and ideals, okay? And and that's the first place to start. But mm-hmm. it gets so frustrating because even when I think of past uh, and recent elections, and I've had conversations with even family members and people that are that potentially uh, identify more on a conservative side compared to me, and um, they they seem a little oblivious to the effects of the candidates they voted for. Um, because maybe because they weren't talking too much about LGBTQ issues in the moment, but it's almost like it got so frustrating because I'm like, but don't you realize what they're doing? It's, it's, it's like a chess piece. They're moving things around. And even though maybe you're not seeing a difference tomorrow, here we are two years later and we're finally seeing all of these conservative judges that were appointed by a person who didn't even win the, the popular vote. And, the, and they're, they're taking rights away from 
our allies, our friends, our families, and we're potentially next. So I get really frustrated in that way. And so I, I guess I just wanted to share my feelings a little bit. But Azula, Azula what, what are your feelings today? It honestly just angers me because I don't think it's anyone's place to speak on anyone else's body. Yeah. Specifically, mostly men that are making these rules, talking about women's bodies when they have no idea what a woman goes through on a day-to-day basis. And just the fact that vasectomies are reversible. So I think you should just start there. I mean, okay. if you want to control someone's body, I say control a man's body because they're mostly the problem, in my opinion. <laughs> I think women are doing okay. I think men are like, mm, they're subpar. <laughs> Why do you think I dress as a woman? <laughs> oh, yes, girl. <laughs> yes, oh I love it. Oh, my gosh. Stuart, your thoughts? Uh, well, I think most of Congress is male. And if you don't have a vagina, you shouldn't be regulating a vagina. Okay. Uh, a woman should always have the right to make a decision. Right. You don't know what circumstances. You don't know what happened to her. You don't know what her her future is like. You don't know what her situation is. And it's just completely asinine that we would go to a point where we give it to the states and we all know all the red states are going to just get rid of it right away. Right. And Nevada is a purple state. So we don't really know what's going to happen here. Right. We don't know which way we're going to go. The Democrats missed an opportunity. They actually tried to enshrine this in the Constitution through legislation. But rather than just copy the law and paste it into the document, they added to it. So then that got rejected because they got greedy, right? And so they missed an opportunity there. And it's just it's just completely asinine that they would get involved. Um, Justice Thomas's remarks today is what I think has us all on edge because he said that we need to open up the, the legislation, including those sure. of gay marriage now that we've overturned this legislation. Yeah. And, you know, if you ever want to see a sequel that's better than the original, you just wait till Stonewall 2, because oh, we girl. get the lesbians and they have CDLs and construction equipment. <laughs> so, so you know, it's just don't don't test us. No. Yeah, I agree with that. And it, I, but I mean, I'm I'm scared. Like, this is a scary time. What do you guys think, anyone can answer, what, what do you guys think, um, other than voting, is the best thing we can do today, in this moment, and mo- in the immediate future, um, to, to help this, this, this direction that we're going in? Uh, I think you should just educate people. Don't be afraid to tell somebody when you think, or, I mean, shouldn't tell people to change their opinions, but I feel like you should speak up and just let people know when something isn't right. And if they if their way of life or the way that they're looking at something is not how you look at it, try to change it, change their mind by just educating them, I would say. Yeah, totally. And supporting the, the organizations that support us as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at this cheat sheet that, that you guys gave me, which is great. So HRC, Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce, ACLU, Lambda Legal, Trevor Project, all the, these organizations here on my cheat sheet, they're great organizations to get behind. And if you want to do your research and find out, even if you are an ally, even if you don't know a lot, even if you want to learn more, just, just check out these organizations that that's what they're devoted to and that they're nonprofit and that, that you can get some information from there. Because also yeah. I think, and I'm going to digress a little bit, but nowadays when, when I hear people say, I did my research, sometimes I'm like, well, what does that mean? Because <laughs> what does that mean? When right. someone says, I did my research... Well, not all research is equal, guys. Not all sources are equal. Not all sources are factual or backed by any kind of sci- like study, whether it's scientific or, research, or real actual yeah. Nowadays, research. Nowadays, just because it's online doesn't or, mean it's fact. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, so not only that, but when you're doing research, double check and make sure that the source you're using to research is, a, is actual legitimate source and not something that someone's opinion that someone made on YouTube in their mother's basement, you know, when they're on one, like, you know, downing a whole bunch of 
Jack Daniels, Tennessee whiskey. <laughs> right. um, I mean, we love Jack Daniels. We of do. Course. We love we it. We love Jack Daniels. But responsibly, of course. <laughs> please enjoy, please enjoy responsibly. Please do not go and create YouTube videos after you've overconsumed. <laughs> as long as the Jack bottle isn't in the background. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hide, hide the bottle at least. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about uh, the community closer to home. Okay, so um, Nevada actually has one of the largest per capita LGBTQ plus populations in the country wow. at 5.5% identifying, which ranks us third in the U.S., and that was sourced from World Population Review, hmm. um, which I think is really fascinating um, it, to have that here in our home state. Let me ask you guys, um, what are the things in the local community that you guys really love doing here in, um, in the LGBTQ plus community? Um, Nick. Want to start with me? Yeah. So I'm really fortunate enough to, because of what I do for work, working for a supplier and with Breakthrough Beverage, um, to be able to go out everywhere around town, not just LGBTQ places, but also straight places, pools, dive bars, you name it, I'm there. So I actually like getting out everywhere. And it kind of also trickles back to that whole entire education piece and that perception piece. I mean, visibility is important. Um, so being out in these, these accounts and talking to these buyers that, you know, oh, well, we're, we're having the, the Brown Foreman rep come out. I might not necessarily be what they expected, right? A gay dude coming out to talk to them about whiskey. But it's really nice and, and fun sometimes to change that perspective, you know? And so yeah. I think visibility matters. Absolutely. Absolutely. Azula, what, what, what kind of things that, uh, locally do you like to get involved in? Um, honestly, the only uh, drag events, drag yes, events, honey. pride events, but mostly like the events because I feel like there's lots of marketing opportunities, lots of availability to like show off a message that you're trying to give to somebody. There's flyers mm -hmm. for every event that you go to. You could add little messages on there. You can do things there. So I just like going to the drag shows here. Yeah. Well, and also I think it's kind of kind of like Stuart's point earlier, and I hope I'm not taking away what you're about to say, but but um, is that this again? It's another another way to get out and meet people and network within the within our own community and. Um, form uh, relationships and connections in that way. But Stuart, what about you? What are your, other than yeah. the rodeo, other what, than what the does rodeo, she like to yes. do? <laughs> uh, no, well, so uh, we as an organization, including our royalty, our royalty's here tonight as well. Oh, yes. Um, so uh, we like to go out and support the other community yes. efforts, right? Because we are a community. Yeah. Um, so we go out to the court events. Uh, we go out to Pride Bingo. Um, Henderson has a bingo. Uh, Las Vegas Trans Pride has a bingo now. There's a lot of bingos in town you can go. <laughs> Too. Um, so you can get bingoed out really easy, but just uh, just supporting their events. And um, a lot of the organizations have annual events like, you know, that they have the coronation for the court. Uh, we always get a table and attend that. Um, it can be a long evening, but it's fun. Um, you know, Pride, obviously going to their Pride in October. Um, we went to both Henderson Pride Fest because there was two, one yes, at Lake Las I Vegas, this year too. Yeah. one in the center of hell in the parking lot of the mall at <laughs> 111 yes, degrees. Yes. It was so hot. Kathy and I were both dead. We oh died three times. It was fun, though. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was fun, but it was so it hot. Was hot. Well, I didn't go until later that night. Like, well, I went uh, on Saturday night, and um, I, the sun was already down. It was still hot, though, girl, as, oh. as you know. Um, but I went to go see my girl Christine W. perform. <laughs> and it was funny because and I, lo I love Christine W. But it was funny because um, she had people that were like kind of just in the audience handing out some of her promotional stuff, which I love. But somebody handed me a CD, and I was like, oh, God, love you, girl. You're still giving out CDs. <laughs> <laughs> Do people still CD buy player. CDs? I don't know. But such a fun, yeah, it was so fun, and it's so nice to uh, to have here in Las Vegas and in the surrounding areas to have an, another celebration and another um, Pride Festival to go to. Right. So, true. Yeah. Yeah. But just get out and support the communities. Like, yeah. yeah, that's just 
you can pick and choose if you want to, but just be part of the community, support yeah. the community, because when you don't, that's when it goes away, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, think about all the gay bookstores we used to have. True. Yeah. Right? True. People stopped going. They closed. We don't have those anymore. It's a thing of the past, right? Yeah, so. that's a good point. Yeah. So I wanted to take a moment, too. I'm going to go down the line, and I want you guys, I want to give you the opportunity to um, let the audience know and let our listeners around the world to know um, what, uh, what in your world that you're do- that. How do I, excuse me, let me reword this. What initiatives you guys, you're spearheading or a part of that they can get involved in as well and tell them how they get involved? Absolutely. So, so with Brown Foreman, we believe Pride is 365 days a year. It's not just one month of the year. So that's another great thing. I, I know, I kind of, I feel like I didn't answer the question. I'm 365 days a year too. Yeah, so it's right? It's great. No, <laughs> and I feel like it I didn't works. answer that last question right. I'm like, I should have. But, but what I meant to say was we just being out in the accounts all the time, LGBTQ all the time. So when I was a gay bartender back in Orlando, Florida, we literally have all the suppliers come out one month of the year. It was during pride month and they give us all the swag and all the events and all the parties. And then you wouldn't see them again until next year. But now in this role, what I get to do is I get to come out to Charlie's and see Jeff. Um, I get to go see David and Billy over at quads. I got Ramiro over at Piranha. I have Landon over at Phoenix. I have a water at the garden, et cetera, et cetera. I get to go to these accounts year round and really support and show up. She's a busy girl. I am a busy, (laughs) I am a busy girl. Yes, I am. Um, but no, so totally being able to support, being able to support 365 days a year. That's, that's a big one. And then teaming up with rodeo and we've had our partnership now for how many years? Too many, yes. but not Ooh, enough. Not Too enough. many, but not, not enough. enough. Not enough. So, so partnering up with, with uh, NGRA every year and partnering up with Las Vegas Pride, Brady over there, they're great too. Um, doing charity events around town with the center. So, so really, I, I, I just love spreading the love all the yeah. time, not just Pride Month, you know? And you do, girl. I, I can speak from firsthand yes. experience. Well, he comes out with me a lot. We spread the pride together. Yes, we oh, do. Yeah. We do. We do. Yes. Among other things. Yes. But, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Not, not lately. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> We're the only ones oh, who thought that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. No. Azula, talk to, talk, to, talk to the audience about um, the things that are important, the initiatives and things that are important to you and how they can get involved. So I think the most, in, in my opinion, the most important thing to me right now in the community is just. Uh, solidarity for the trans community because mm. I just feel like so many trans people are left overlooked um, even by our own community like I sure. said there's so much internalized transphobia in the world and I just feel like being there for your allies um, supporting them going out and doing anything you can will help and for me specifically I just feel like um, just going to different places here in Las Vegas ah, I forget what it's called uh, gender justice. There's oh, okay. a place that yeah. There's a place here in Las Vegas um, that my sister actually worked with um, at her old job. But it's called Gender Justice, helping support the trans community here and just bringing light to it and supporting. So I think that's something I take personally. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Stuart. Well, I mean, it's going to be the obvious. I do rodeo, right? <laughs> of course, yeah. um, but uh, but the, the thing with rodeo is though. Um, most of our funding comes directly from the community, sure. right? So we have two monthly fundraisers that we do, and the money from their pockets goes directly back into the community, right? Uh, a few supports from, you know, uh, corporate sponsors or whatever, but working with that community and getting um, getting them involved and keeping them involved, because mm-hmm. it's caused a lot. During the pandemic, we were on Zoom yeah. doing shows in people's oh. living rooms. Oh I know, we had we to had a very bake sale. creative during <laughs> that had, time. Right? We, we, had, to do we had to do it. We had to do it. We had a Zoom bake sh- I kid you not. We did it. 
Uh, we got the forms. Um, Kathy's house was baking cookies nonstop. David Bolin made so many little loaves of bread. Like, I I'm pretty it. sure he will I, never eat one again. I some of those. Yes. Yeah, so like, I love it. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do to make the community. Because we made a commitment to sure. our, our beneficiaries. So we had to do whatever we had to do to make it work. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, you guys are all involved in such amazing things. So let's do, like, on a, on a brighter note, I want to know, Azula, do you have a favorite Pride memory you want to share with us? Ooh, yeah. Um, my last, this Henderson Pride. She's that, like, right now, this. Yeah, this, this one, Henderson this Pride this, that yeah, we this, just had yeah. at Lake Las Vegas. <laughs> that was my first Pride performance ever. Um, oh. It was really fun. I got to just see the community in a different light because I've been going to Pride since I was 18 as a gay boy, but now going as a drag queen. It's just so much more fun and so much more eye-opening. And just you just get to experience so, a different world. And th it was the most fun because I was at Lake Las Vegas performing in front of a whole bunch of people that never saw me before. And I never knew them until now. So it's great. I liked it. Bravo. Well, what, do you mind if I ask? So wait, um, what, as, a, as a drag performer, what inspires you? And how did this, how did this happen? This gorgeousness happen? Well, a lot of MTV music videos. Yes, girl. I, I wanted to be Britney Spears. That. I wanted to be Beyonce. Yeah. So just watching all these beautiful what about Cher? Shares oh. <laughs> a little bit before my time. Oh, I'm no. so sorry. I was born in '97. Oh, all right, no. events over. Go home, everybody. Bye. Bye. We all just Bye, felt girl. the pain. I'm much more of a Britney person. <laughs> no, that's fine. She's young. It's okay. Um, <laughs> I know. I'm a different. I know. I'm one of the older gays now. I'm still into Cher. <laughs> Cher's great. I just I don't know too much about her. That's um, okay. But no, just I'll honestly, watch. Yeah, <laughs> Please do. Um, just watching all these videos, watching these amazing women, just be the center of attention i said me i want that i want to be the center of attention i would dance around my living room like put tights on my head have yeah. my sister braid them like it was hair just because oh, i, I wanted it. to be fabulous and i was never able and to do you it. achieved it and now i am <laughs> kind of i love it yeah, just literally just i just wanted to be the center of attention and be a hoe so i'm sorry if that sounds bad <laughs> but i learned from the best okay girl <laughs> nice. i love it i love it i love it i love it so, uh, Stuart, favorite uh, Pride story, Pride memory experience? That's a hard one. However, I will say at Henderson Pride Fest at Lake Las Vegas, when Justin Time won, yes. it like I think we were all a little emotional. Like yeah. he worked so hard for that, and now he's so proud and like even more of a visibility within the community. He's been part of the trans community for quite some time, but now like he's taken his responsibility seriously, and it was like a really great moment for us all to share with him. I love it. I love it. So what are we doing this year for Pride? Uh, like those, we went over our favorite memories. What, what are you doing this year for Pride, girl? Well, so this year, well, so Pride is technically in, in October here for mm -hmm. Las Vegas for, for our allies who don't know. So Pride Las Vegas is in October. So already planning ahead with some fun stuff for Chambord. Um, oh, sorry. Already planning for some fun stuff with, with some of the brands. Um, and I love Chambord. Yes, yeah, yes Chambord and Hey Girl are good so, friends. So we have a partnership <laughs> with Hey Girl. Exactly. So the beach balls, in case you notice, it's Chambord and, and Hey Girl logoed. Yeah. But I did want to also say, so I didn't talk about my pro, my, my favorite pride memory, but normally I would let it go, but it actually is really relevant for today. <laughs> I love it. No, it's I love good. it. No, I'm glad so, you told me. I, I didn't mean to skip your So it just hit me like a light bulb when you asked the question. So 2015, it was June. My friend and I, Peter Picciano, some yeah. of you guys know, he's a local bartender here in town. Him and I took a trip to New York City for New York City for Pride. I remember this, yeah. <laughs> so we were in New York City. For, well, yeah. Okay. So that was 
I'll leave some of the details out. It got a little messy. I was I didn't work for a brown foreman yet. I was still I was still on the other side. Got a little messy. No, we were at Revolution together at that time, yeah, right? Yeah, we, we were Revo. Yeah, yeah, together. yeah. So anyway, I'll cut some of the story out. But just to get to the meat and potatoes of the story, so it was during that Pride celebration, which was already so much fun, uh, that they actually the Supreme Court ruled in favor of gay marriage. Yes, it was that same weekend for Pride. So it was the most amazing pride. It was my first time really doing a pride, a big pride in another city because I was always working. I was always bartending in Orlando for pride and for events. So it was so, so awesome, which is yeah. kind of crazy. We've been talking about Supreme Court, how, how, you know, how bleak it's been today, but that was a really great memory because it was a celebration. We all had our marriage equality. It was, it was considered legal according to precedence in 2015. So whatever. that is a great memory. I, re I remember yeah. that day too. I remember waking up um, and turning on the TV and seeing the news immediately. And I remember even going to work that day wearing like all rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then yeah. you were out of town, obviously, was, as you just said. Uh, yeah. But I remember getting like our group together and we all, you know, I was like, well, we have to go out tonight. We have to celebrate. I don't remember what day of the week it was, but you know, yeah. it was, and, and, um, and it, what, the irony, this is my little funny story, is that the irony of it was, yes, we were celebrating this, uh, this ruling, but the group of people that ended up, we all ended up hanging out together. We none of us were in any, any relationship. I was like, oh, I guess we all got to start dating now, right? <laughs> I was like, we can get married, but we need a boyfriend first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that one detail. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Azula, Azula, what are you doing for Pride this year, girl? Performing, yes, just putting on is. a show, right. shaking his booty, um, but also trying to. I want to try to set up some things in like straight events and just bring pride to the to the different kinds of um, businesses that do not usually cater towards the gay community. And I know it's taboo usually because nobody wants to just be tokenized on just Pride Month uh, to be part of a big brand or a big name. But I feel like it does help because it brings a different audience to see what you're trying to show for Pride that sure. doesn't usually see it. Good, good. Do it. Well, Rodeo will be supporting Pride of with course. the booth, and we're going to try to be in the parade again this year. Yeah. Um, and being out there promoting Rodeo and just giving them the support as well. I, love it. I did win some VIP passes at Pride Bingo, but now I'm like, but I'm already going to be there. So, like, <laughs> maybe you redonate re them or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe they can repurpose <laughs> them. Some of our I love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there yeah. we go. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I actually want to do this, um, if you don't mind, since we have such a lovely group here, I, I wanted to kind of open the floor up. If anybody has any questions or anything that they wanted to pose to the panel or say, Jen Holly. I'm an ally. Hi, ally. I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, girl. Hey, girl. Yeah. Hey, girl. Yeah. Hey girl. Please, and please do. Yeah. When you ask a question, you have to say, hey, girl. <laughs> hey, girl. And I'm Jennifer. So people say, are you Jen? Are you Jennifer? Okay. Are you Jenny? So... I understand that, and I, I totally align with that, so thank you for explaining that. How else do I show up and support each one of you? How do That's I show really up? It's beyond just the great branded things that are out in the retail stores right now for the holiday, right? Yes. We have to do more. We have to be better. So how do I show up and help you feel seen and heard and supported? Great question. So for one thing putting on something like this, inviting more allies and people who are curious and have questions and don't know. So thank you to, yes. to Breakthrough Beverage. Thank you. Thank Breakthrough. you. And Jen Holly. Jen Holly. Jen, Jen and Breakthrough, Claudia. Thank you. Like everybody. So this and, is great. This and is, I think that's a valid... I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> and I love... You know, we were talking earlier, Jen and I, and um, I'm just going to repeat what you said for the, for the podcast. Um, it's a valid point, you know, you know, she wants to know what can we, as allies, what you can do. Um, you know, of course we're, we're so used to seeing, you know, branded 
rainbow logos and all these other things. And that's, yes, that is important. And visibility is important, mm -hmm. as Nick brought up earlier. And it is, there's that, that, that camaraderie and there's that kind of unspoken support when you see um, different um, organizations and brands that are representing. But is that enough? I'm asking the panel. No, it's not enough. Like I said, I feel like they need to take initiative to also step up and do more than just putting up rainbow flags. They need to support their communities. They need to speak up when they say something at the bars. If they see somebody being homophobic or saying something wrong to somebody, I feel yeah. like it's also that bar or that business in general's um, responsibility as an ally or a supporter to speak up and say something instead of just putting up a rainbow flag and saying, we welcome you this month. What about every other month? Yeah. So now, is it is it a matter of money? Is it a matter of donating to uh, our uh, LGBTQ plus driven causes and charities or events, or is it a matter of hosting events? Is it a, is it all of those things? Um, what do you guys, what do you think, Nick? So honestly, I think it's even as simple. You don't have to donate a bunch of money. I mean, especially now with gas prices the way they are and inflation. I mean, the last thing we're thinking then how about, about a right gas now, card? <laughs> uh, so, 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 yeah. so hey girl accepts gas card i do no, um, no so but it's, it's just as simple as let's say you're walking down the hallway where you work and you hear two of your coworkers saying oh dropping the f word like that f you know that f or like whatever that word it's just as simple as speaking up and saying you know what i really don't appreciate that just yeah, that's just a good point. speaking up and just and because a lot of times what you might say is oh that's none of my business let me mind my own business or mm -hmm. or oh i don't want to say anything i don't want to cause drama or oh you know but it's just as simple as being polite, being kind about it, but still speaking up when something's not right. Because otherwise you're complicit. Exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you don't, it doesn't take a huge pocketbook, a huge donation. It's just speaking up, doing the right thing. Yeah, I think I love that. Yeah. I love Yes, girl. Yes, yes. Girl. I love it. Well, I want to take a moment to, to uh, mention uh, some of our fabulous and amazing supplier and distributor partners and our brands that are, that are here um, and representing today and helping with everything. Obviously, we have Brown Foreman. Woo! Woo! Yeah. Woo! <laughs> we have Underwood Wines. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> USA Wine West. Sazerac, 99 Flavors. Uh, Infinium Crystal Head Vodka. Woo! Beam Suntory. American Beverage uh, Marketers, Master of Mixes and Finest Call. Molson Coors Beer Company. Yes, girl. Associated Brewing. Uh, and Mark Anthony Brands with just White Claw. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. It is, it really is. I mean, for me, you know, just to give you a little bit about my, about my, my background and story, it's just to be where we are now in 2022, and you kind of touched on this as well, that, you know, when I was younger, it, this it, the the community wasn't as um, I don't know if it wasn't as I don't want to say it wasn't as large because I'm sure, I think there still was a lot of um, LGBTQ plus people out there but they weren't as open right and I I think you know I remember somewhere around I want to say somewhere around like 11 12 years old for me I where there was started I started to see the social tide shift a little bit I grew up in a very Republican Christian evangelical household so it was very it was very no, you no. Like they, they believed like gay didn't even exist. That if you thought you were gay, it was a lie from the devil. Imagine that's what I had to deal with. So that was like, and so um, you know, I remember you know even thinking about things where I was like, well, I can't, I can't be gay because it doesn't exist, you know, because that was just what was always kind of preached to me. And I just remember like shows like you know Will and Grace and like some of those things that were starting to happen that that was kind of exposing in a bigger way in a broader reach people that you know the. Members of our community are not 
deviants and we're not freaks and we're not there's nothing wrong like and and it became kind of opened up the door through laughter which i love um i think us our community being a little bit more socially acceptable as a whole and i love that here we are in 2022 we have all of these amazing uh worldwide brands that are supporting us i have this great crowd here i have this great panel here so i'm really grateful and i'm really blessed so i want to thank all of you mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah thank all right you. And, and of course breakthrough beverage yeah and breakthrough beverage yeah. absolutely yeah, thank you so um i also want to just let everyone all the listeners know around the that are listening around the world uh you can go to breakthrough's website if you want to find out how to get involved and i will also tag all the information on how to get involved with all of their initiatives and and anything that you'd want to know in the description of this episode um, but right now, I just want to thank everybody. So thank you so much. And I think we have uh, a presentation over here for our dear friend over here at the end of the panel that um, Jen is going to come up and talk to us about. <laughs> Woo! Jen! Woo! Thanks, Claudia. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Here, come on over here. <laughs> there you go, girl. Let me get out of the way, too. Well, hello, everybody. I think I know a lot of uh, the people here and the ones that I don't know. My name is Claudia. I am a business manager for Breakthrough Beverage. And I also have the privilege to be the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Ambassador. Oh, all right. Thank you, yeah. I want to thank everybody who's here who came to support our Pride Happy Hour, and especially to all the members of our diversity group. If you can please stand up. Yes. Champions at Breakthrough. And I'm going to pass the mic to Jen. Hi. Hey, girl. Hey, hey girl. girl. <laughs> <laughs> Finally got it down. I love it. I'm Jen Holly. I'm the digital market manager for Breakthrough Beverage in Nevada. And we loved everything that NGRA does. And obviously, we've partnered on things in the past. Our supplier partners have rallied and come together. I love how some of the brands that you see tonight typically don't end up together, right? Like you don't see beer, you don't see wine and spirits all in the same place a lot of times. So it really was a inspiring and hopeful for me when a lot of these companies stepped up and said, we wanna be a part of this. So they said, that's great. So now we're gonna talk about the next time. So great for showing up tonight. We'll see you tomorrow for the next one. <laughs> but you know, everyone here has some sort of connection with Charlie's, which we love too, even all the way to Stuart that started out in the NGRA because you were sitting here, saw a poster on the wall, it's looked true. online and joined, and now you're vice president and yep. you're stuck now. We're keeping you here. But that's right. But Breakthrough Beverage, again, wants to show up for our communities. And we felt that that $15,000 that you raised was really amazing. So we want to add a thousand more to this oh, year's wow. total. So thank you. Thank you so very much. That's amazing. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. I love it. Well, listen, thank you, girls. Thank you, girls. <laughs> Happy Pride. Get out there and vote. And be kind to each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And, and drink responsibly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And let's give a round of applause for Bill, Janice, our aunt. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Thank you, girl. So let's turn the music up and party. Well, that was so much fun. Thank you, Breakthrough family. 
And if you like what you heard, show us some love. Hit that subscribe button. Check us out at our website at heygirlpodcast.com. Girl is spelled with you. New episodes of this podcast every Friday. Happy Pride.